Yourself. My name is Ben Conowitz, and with me, as always, is the CrossFit to my powerlifting, Bradford Omen. Hey, that's me! I'm fit and cool and ready to get it. No, you're worse. Oh. CrossFit's terrible. I don't know. I've seen some pretty cool dudes out there crushing it every day with their CrossFit t-shirts. Okay, that's fair. Yeah, and I don't see anybody wearing t-shirts that say, I, I powerlifted a fucking big bar of iron today and then we just got a uh, world's strongest man competitor nate laux on the podcast as hey everyone i'm nate laux how are you doing are you doing a ben conowitz impersonation? yeah that was my ben yeah, <laughs> like yeah. A, hey everyone ben forgot to include nate again until the last minute with no. his with his similes or per, metaphors per the huge i introduce you and you're bad yeah and i introduce nate and he's okay yeah, yeah. it just but it, feel, it feels like he needs to come up you with know, like my goal in life is just adequate like you know, you know, in bed and in anything, I, you know, it wasn't bad, Thanks. but it was adequate. And, drop, and so dropping in for a guest, yeah. uh, a drop-in weight lifting session is Tim Gust. And much like CrossFit, Brad has to tell everybody what he does all the time. This is true. Me and my girlfriend Brittany. Yeah, I have, <laughs> I, I have a cool fucking job, and uh, yeah, suck it. I was over there talking to Chris Hemsworth the other day. You know, we're pals. That happened one day. <laughs> met Arnold Schwarzenegger. Did I did I hear you met Arnold Schwarzenegger once? I did. I did. I uh, yeah, shook, shook his hand. Heard some funny stories. Saw, saw him in a uh, a police sheriff's uniform. Did you tell him that you know his biggest fan? Uh, I didn't think to mention it. Uh, you know, it wasn't really at the forefront front of my mind. You know, I just I I was more concerned about just like telling him how much I like movies like Predator. Mm-hmm. Predator is like one of my favorite movies of all time. Do you, and do you I like wanted, Kindergarten Cop? Have you have you rewatched that? Oh, is absolutely. It, I, okay. I would say like just by happenstance, I've seen Kindergarten Cop like once every like three or four years. Seriously? I haven't rewatched it Wait, probably like since the 90s. On TBS? Yeah, just because it's on TV or something like that and I'll throw it on in the background. Does it age well? Uh, yeah, for the most part. It's it's a weird, it's one of those kind of movies they don't really make anymore, you know? It's like this, no. yeah, yeah. it's this like, uh, thriller that has comedy and drama in it, and like, it's it's, it's kind of impressive, actually. I feel like actually. they were all over the 90s, but Absolutely. they do not make them anymore. Yeah, yep. and, uh, and the way just like, it, it, it's weird how they actually balance the tones. It really shouldn't work, but it surprisingly does. Because maybe, it's almost maybe like a it kid's just movie did that as well. Culture in that kind time, of, you know, like because uh, it is, it is kind of a kid's movie. A little bit, like a little bit. Yeah, but that again, that's that's all '90s stuff. Like, well, oh, it's it's kind of a kid's movie, but there's violence. I mean, there's, and, like even yeah. even live action and action stars, even live action Disney movies were like that. Like like blank check. There's like a dangerous criminal chasing the kid who uses the blank check, and like there's like a whole thing where he's chasing him through his. And then he's and sexually stuff. assaulted by the woman at the Th- end. Let me confess something to you. I've not seen Blink Check. Well, it looks like we found what Nate's going to be watching. <laughs> but no, listen. Yeah, this yeah, is buddy. my fear for saying that is you guys are going to be like, well, guess who's watching Blink yeah, Check yeah, next exactly week? Exactly and right. only because it'll be a treat for you. Oh, you you uh, are in for a fucking, fucking. I was going to censor myself there. And I, <laughs> rocking. I didn't, I didn't <laughs> you know how this podcast is for kids. I didn't remember which show we were on. I was on, on the who, radio. Wait, who's in Blink Check? Nobody that you would recognize. Like, there's there's one guy you would recognize, and I don't remember his name, but he's a guy who like commonly plays like criminals and like nefarious characters and stuff like that. He's got a real gruff voice. I actually think that he passed away not too Speaking long ago. Speaking of, was it COVID movies that no. uh, '90s movies that like mixed tones but still work? What about Bob? 
It's, it's right? a comedy. Oh, you know, I love but it that movie. Shouldn't be well, a that's comedy. Like a, that's yeah. a comedy. Uh, no, I don't. I disagree with that. I think it. I think it, it's a darker comedy in sometimes, but he, it's it's definitely a full fledged comedy. Doctor Leo Marvin tries to murder. Yeah, him. it's a dark comedy. Well, yeah. Okay. I mean, you, you could take the premise of that movie and, and easily turn it into a horror thriller. Absolutely. Back well, to blank check. Are sure you talking about Miguel Ferrer? Yes. George Clooney's uncle. Yeah. Is that George Clooney's uncle? Uh, yeah. Because he just looked it up. Don't add, don't. No, do that. no, I knew that. <laughs> no, it's Rosemary Clooney's uh, is, uh, son. I had no idea. Yep, yep. That's how I knew that. Yeah. That's crazy. I don't like this though. He's got his computer open and he just like presents facts like he knew them, but he's just looking it up. I actually only uh, when I saw Blake. He Check- is the only other than Tone Loke, the only person I know in that. Yep. You see, there you go. Um, but uh. Uh, when I was older and I watched Blank Check again after loving it when I was a kid, I realized that the woman who plays the FBI agent, um, who is like the the romantic interest for like the kid, like thinks she's really hot because okay. she is in that movie. Uh, it's Karen Duffy, and she plays the female criminal sidekick in Dumb and Dumber. And oh, wow. I had no idea because oh. they make her look so like rough around the edges in Dumb and Dumber, and she looks like a supermodel in Blank That's Check. Crazy, yeah. Huh. So there you go. Well, there's your little 90s uh, uh, genre mixing. Couple little nugs for you. Welcome to the 90s corner. Couple little nugs for you. Yeah. I don't but, even know how we got on this tangent. Arnold Schwarzenegger. Oh, that's what it was. I love the Predator movies. As our po- <laughs> as our podcast almost always comes back to sure. Arnold. Hey, we have a sponsor today. Hey, what's today's sponsor? Brad? You know, today's sponsor. I, we're getting into the fall season. Uh, you know, uh, orange, brown, yellow leaves. Uh, you know, ni- nice crisp fall air. Ben wearing his Uggs. Ben Ben loves wearing his comfy furry Uggs. Uh, you know, apple cider's coming out. We you got know, pump- you know, pumpkin you know, spice. Tim, Tim, real quick. Yeah. When, when I first sat down like years ago, and I thought, <laughs> I like Douglas movies, right? But I think that like we should do that ourselves. Why couldn't we just have our own version? I thought, how bad could it possibly get? I feel like I guess I mean I have everybody I know Brad Oman. He probably would be the best co-host for this. Since that day, I've regretted every single episode <laughs> that we've ever. You probably should have had Alex Pappas. I I should have, but instead we we then went a third way, and we we and Alex is probably actually a little mad, like for real, like, like kind of for no, real. No, there, there's a little spice there. Yeah, there's a little spice there. I can tell. Hey, Alex, I love you, buddy. Uh, maybe there's pumpkin spice. spice. Another great fall flavor. Oh, oh that is a. That's Great a good segue. segue. That's a good segue. I'm, but, I'm so proud of you right now. But you know what? The fall flavor that I really love? What? S'mores. That's fair. And I have a I new don't. a new s'mores. Well, you don't like s'mores? I don't like s'mores. What is your fucking problem? All right, that's a different it's podcast. Too messy. It's too that's messy. It's that's too messy. All right, we're going to have to start a food podcast. It's too messy. Uh, I have food a, that Nate hates. I have a mm-hmm. new s'mores hard latte from Rebel Hard Coffee. Uh, I've been really into what? hard. What's the alcohol content on that? Um, it is twenty seven point four percent, five percent alcohol. Wow. Volume. Okay, that's so, not bad. No, they're not bad, and they're really good too. I got into hard coffees because of uh, your cousin Jimmy Pressel, Ben, because he yeah. had Pabst uh, Blue Ribbon hard coffee, which sounds that, like the worst. That, that, that would be the worst. Sounds I, awful. I, I was ex- I was expecting trash. Is it's it made so by good. Folgers? <laughs> but but honestly, sweatshot coffee beer <laughs> honestly, coming to you. Pabst Blue Ribbon hard coffee is delicious. It tastes like alcohol. Yoo-hoo. The, yeah, the I because it has to be sweet enough for you, it right? Is, yeah. you, you like more sweet drinks. So. I, well, I like sweet drinks when it comes to mixed drinks, but yeah. I but like whiskey. I, I like I love whiskey. I you know the I best I, part I, of waking up before belly. But in my opinion, the best hard coffee is Rebel Hard Coffee, and they recently released a s'mores flavor, and I actually was able to grab it when I took uh, our friend Charlie back to his house in Illinois, because they don't have it in Indiana very easily. Brad, will you do me a favor, please, yeah. and try that drink? You want to take a drink. loud sip yeah. of this drink? Will yeah, you yeah. try that drink for our listeners? Oh, God, I hate that part so much. Oh, it really so does make my stomach How would you rate it, like a 1 to 10? 
This is what? okay. First of all, what's Pabst Blue Urban Coffee? No, this isn't Pabst Blue Urban. No, is, is that a seven? Pabst PPR didn't uh, respond to this podcast. One to no, ten. No, no. How is well, like, Pabst? Well, how is one Pabst? To one to ten. Oh, I would say Pabst Blue Urban is probably a an eight. Okay, so what's this then? This is. This is almost a ten. Whoa! No. I love this. This I'm is, not, this now, is high mind, praise. Keep in mind, gate. I love s'mores as a flavor, especially when it comes to like coffee. I like. Uh, we talked about when I had the s'mores iced actually, coffee. He was eating a s'more as he walked in tonight. I don't know how he made it, honestly, on the way over, but it was still piping hot. It, and it was delicious and gooey, <laughs> and uh, I got sticky hands. That's a different story, though. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> you always have sticky hands. Uh, tell well, me about it. So, again, for our listeners, uh, and I want to make sure I get the sponsor's name right because they truly and honestly send a check for uh, us to cash. Mm-hmm. So it's amazing. Let's so generous. This. Yeah, let's Rebel Hard Coffee S'mores Hard Latte. It's a limited edition. You're only going to be able to get it while it's available during the fall season. So just like all the pumpkin spice, apple cider, maple, uh, burning leaves pile flavors out there, make sure you get it while you can. The Lord bless and keep you. Thank you so much, Rebel Hard Coffee. Amen. We do love you. And uh, I just did the side of the cross with my mic. Yeah, good for you. All right. So, uh, guys, what's the last movie that you saw? Tim, let's start with Tim Gus because I know the last movies you idiots saw. You don't actually. Well, okay. So, we, we, I don't know. For the, for people who are just now tuning in and haven't listened in a while, we do kind of have a new thing that we really like where- uh, I don't know if I love it. I, I really do like <laughs> it. <laughs> Nate, Nate doesn't like I, it because we have to, we're pushing him out of his comfort zone a little bit. We're I making, and we're making him, him blank And we're making him confront his complicated <laughs> feelings on. on Tom Cruise let's, and let's at least, sinking ships. Let's at least tell the people what we're doing before we get down <laughs> that road. We are identifying movies that one of us has not seen- and making that person watch that movie. So Brad and Nate will pick out my movie. Uh, uh, Nate and I will pick out Brad's movie, and Brad and Nate will, or Brad and I will pick out Nate's movie. God, that was harder than it needed. To be. Yeah, no. I'm, but anyway, two of us pick out a movie for the other one to watch, and it's been fun. Honestly, it's yeah. pushed us. I it's actually pushed us do love it because I'm watching films that I haven't seen. Yes. So, uh, yeah. uh, but, and but, honestly, we have been shocked at some of the stuff that Nate hasn't seen. And honestly, Brad, Rat Race. But oh boy, Tim Gus, what's yeah. the last, a great film. What's the last movie? Hey, you saw wait, 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 real, real quick, Tim Gus, have you seen Rat Race? Yes. Do you liked it? Did you like it? I don't remember. It's great. You okay. should watch it. But that's like that. That kind of tells you all you need to know. Yeah, great is not a. Yeah, it's actually not great. It's. I. I feel like it was okay. No, it was good. Yeah. It was good in the time. But he but saw it once. He doesn't remember anything about it. it. Was good I, in the time. I think I've seen like twice. What's the last movie? You saw about? I. Uh, the last complete movie I saw was uh, Day Shift. Oh Netflix. yes, I saw this. Yes, yes. Uh, I it's a loved vampire it. film. I loved it. It had. Uh, to me, it had certain draws of Shaun of the Dead. Um, there was fantastic comedic timing in it. Uh, I laughed more than one time out loud. Um, and uh, the story the story was a little bland, but I mean, uh, the the laughs and uh, honestly, some of the some of the CGI and uh, the way the vampires were created uh, really grossed me out. So that was cool. And, uh, <laughs> like it did its job. Yeah, it uh, it was great. And anything Snoop Dogg is in is, is fun. And he's well. Said you leave Huggy Bear out of this. <laughs> I like Starsky and Hutch. Dragon. I'm talking about Soul Plane. Oh, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> I I can't say that I've seen Soul Plane, but uh, this this movie was was actually really good. Like Dave Franco for me was fantastic. And He's a great actor. Dave Franco I, is fantastic. Yeah, I, he really is. Yeah. And he plays that that character, the so nerdy, well. lovable kind of yes. you know innocent kind of character so well. And like honestly, I'm not a big Jamie Fox guy at all. And he didn't bother me once in this movie. Like he, he, I, I didn't feel like I was watching Jamie Foxx. So, 
it, it was fantastic. And then I started 12 horses, and I'm like, oh, I got to go to bed. So, or <laughs> 12 strong, 12 strong, sorry. 12, it should be called 12 horses. Yeah, there actually, was horses. There was, the, the, it is, it is, there is something about horses, actually. Yeah, they ride horses. Yeah, yeah that's why I made I was on the set for that movie. I remember. Okay, whenever. And you barely Funny, rem- funnily enough. And, wait, and you barely remember that there were horses? No, because they changed the title, I think, from oh, gotcha. 12 horses. Yeah. 12 from, from 12 no horses zebras at all in. to 12 horses. It used to be called No Horses at All. And then they're like, ah, that's a weird title, guys. <laughs> Uh, no, yeah, I did, I, it's funny that you said. I know I, Chris Hemsworth is in that, and, I know. I, and he was there. And you've, his wife. you've seen. Hey, wait, real quick. You've seen him in person, right? Twice. Twice. Is he as beautiful in person as he looks on the camera? You genuinely have no idea what it's like to be in Chris Hemsworth's presence. It's no, like, I'm serious. When I see him, no. I'm like, that is a perfect man. Yeah, yeah it, it is like it is like standing next to a perfect chiseled action figure of man that just that was created by science and came out of a machine. And then also is funny and like can act. You know? Yeah. Like so, I just it, I really hate him. I know. I love him. I love yeah I love him and I, I do him. love I him. Love that's him. that's what I hate about it is I do love him so much. <laughs> no one man should have all that power. <laughs> yes, exactly. It's true. Uh, uh, Brad, what's the last movie you saw, buddy? One thing I will say is I'm I hope that you're not uh, raising my expectations too high for Day Shift because I think Shaun of the Dead is one of the best horror comedies of all time. I don't feel like I am like I. I for me, you know, we don't we don't see eye to eye on much when it comes to, to is, the, <laughs> is the filmmaking on par because Shaun of the Dead has one of the like no. most like precise no. like. Te- techniques when it comes no. to filmmaking at all. The, the, that's not there. I, I will say this. The film looks good. Yes. It is not Shaun of the Dead okay. in that regard. It, okay. it, it had it had moments that made me feel like okay. Shaun of the Dead. Like I like the trailer. I thought the trailer looked cool. So. It's it's. I really enjoyed the movie a lot, and I, I hope that you like it. I, I didn't regret watching it either. I thought it was good. I, I'm, I'm similarly, for some reason, not a huge Jamie Foxx fan. Yeah. Um, is it better than Rat Race? Uh, no, nothing's yes. better than Rat Okay, race. so I'm going to like it a lot. I guess. Uh, Listen, no, I, it is. Uh, yeah, I actually enjoyed it, and it could have been released, I think, in the theater, and it would oh, have absolutely. been you know, really well received as well. I mean, I, maybe not now, because who knows who, 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 what people go to see in the theaters, but um, it was really well done. Uh, I, I thought it was really Okay. Fun. That was like, I, I, uh, I had made a post about it, and I actually I kind of deleted it because I wasn't sure how it would be received. But uh, There are a lot of zombies out there that like take things personally. So. Yeah, vampires, but like if... Vampires, if uh, don't want to get canceled by the zombie crew. Oh, it is vampires, you're right. Yep. If Prey was like the uh, streaming serious sci-fi movie of the year, this, this is easily the streaming comedy sci-fi movie of the year that's fair that that should have been in, in theaters I, I would go so far as to say that both should have been in theaters yeah I, I would say it's probably the best horror comedy i've seen this year at least one of the best name okay. name another horror comedy you've seen this year it's the only one but i'm just saying <laughs> <laughs> probably that's why i had to say probably the best yeah okay okay what's the last movie you saw nate well, actually, today, as you guys know, as I was texting you my favorite quotes from the movie, I did watch, um, you know, I, I do love the Coen Brothers, but I've got like, I was looking through their filmography, and I've got like six Coen Brothers films I probably haven't seen. I actually realized the same thing. I have seen most of all of their yep. recent stuff, yep. and like uh, two or and three of the older stuff, ones. Yeah, exactly. But I'm missing some of their early ones. So what um, movie? Is <laughs> Blood Simple, so their first film. Um, and actually- 1984. Barry's, wow. Uh, fun fact- Barry Sonnefeld's first film as well. He yeah. was a cinematographer for this. And I think Frances McDormand's first film, maybe? Uh, or, I don't know. That, or her breakout yeah. role. Yeah. And I mean, I, actually, I, re- I read about this too. This was the first time that Joel and Ethan Cohen and a lot of the people in the cast were actually ever on a film set. Yeah, They'd they never knew, really they been on a movie set before. Yeah. So they, 
I know that you, I talk about this show all the time, but Barry Sonnenfeld was on Smartless, and they did talk about Blood Simple being the first time that all of them yeah. were on anything. Like they, they're like, we got, we get to make a movie. Well, how do we do this? How do, all of them were yeah. figuring it out? As it was they so went interesting along. because you know Fra- Francis McDormand is is you know, and I, I hope this doesn't sound right. So much more like um, a feminine in this, right? Because she she usually in her roles now is so much more blue collar, these kind of things, and she plays these really beautiful roles that are, you know, she might be home, what, what was the one? Uh, uh, th- Nomadland. Yeah, Nomadland. Um, you know, it's so like she, she's, she's a little more a, gritty. I say this, she's a little more gritty in some of yeah, her roles complex now. Complex tapestry um, of, an, yeah, exactly. of an actor, and yeah. she plays she plays a little bit more of a, like uh, you know a role that some other women could play as well just yeah. like you know and so it was interesting to see her in that because i wonder if that was the trajectory of where her career was obviously at the beginning because that was all women were really offered at this point yeah. you know um, the, the movie itself so like it's uh it's very much in the vein of like what you would see from the cohen brothers in the future but it's just more rough around the edges a little bit yeah. messier um it's i i love the third act better than the first two. yeah yes. i i appreciate what this movie does as far as like introducing us to the coen brothers but for me it was even at an hour and a half yeah. it's a it's a slow burn yeah. of a movie what did you guys think about the you know obviously towards the end there's a bathroom scene yeah isn't that great oh yeah i mean i love that scene. it's very good and and, I and it's the the entire movie itself is is the, a dark series of like kind of like morbidly funny mishaps and misunderstandings that lead to these deadly grim situations darker than yeah they became, yep. like they became lighter yeah the coen brothers definitely figured out like how to bring comedy to it this feels like a mix of horror and noir especially with the style yeah. and one thing that i thought was really interesting is there's like three or four specific camera shots like there's one that does like a quick zoom up to francis mcdormand there's another one where it's like from the perspective inside the house when uh mm at walsh's character sneaks into the house and i was like this feels like a sam raimi movie and interestingly enough, right, I went. That's, and, a, that's I, a good note. Yeah. I went and looked up. Uh, Joel Cohen had worked as an assistant editor on Evil Dead with Sam Raimi before they made this. And in order to sell this movie to get investors to pay for it, they made a fake trailer for the I movie with Bruce Campbell in the lead role. That's crazy. Yeah, and so it's just, like it's wild to see where they borrowed some stuff. Where like, oh, so this is how you know, like a good way to like evoke so certain for, feelings. Folks, and- for you out there listening right now that think you know, I, I like to watch new movies. Yeah, this is a perfect example of why it is important to go back and rewatch some of your favorite director's early stuff, even though yeah. it's challenging. I, 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 I would say hard. this: it is not in the top five I, Coen Brothers movies yeah, for me at all. That, that first hour, I was like, oh boy, <laughs> but, but and, I, and I didn't feel as bad when I I, I read uh, like a Criterion Collection essay about it, where uh, even Joel and Ethan Coen have both said that they're like, we look back on it and like it's a pretty bad movie. <laughs> you almost want to be like, I want to get, a, I want him to get another stab at that because I think there's the, the I like kind of the framework of the movie it would I be like, cool to see if, yeah, if they could remake it themselves yeah exactly because um, they call it simple blood what blood complicated you mentioned something about <laughs> okay i'll give you that one Fuck you me. mentioned about horror and and even in the 80s you know they have uh in the halloween movies these kind of things where they have the a similar kind of um musical note that they'll always come back to especially to cue that there's something nefarious mm-hmm. going to happen or something scary going to happen and they do this in this movie yeah. over and over again and I'm like I'm just getting tired of this little you know beat <laughs> that they're playing um but I I I was actually thinking about on the way home did I like the movie I, I Yes. <laughs> yeah. I well, did. Okay, I so did. I have, I have, the, I have the same hesitant movie. reaction that you do. And I think that 
probably because the third act is so much better than the first two. Yeah, it, like, it, it, leaves, it leaves a good taste in your mouth. Exactly. But, that's it, why. but it's it's a long lead yeah. to get there. There, there were moments in the movie I'm like, oh, can we get on with this? You sure, know? Yeah. Um, and like you said, even at an hour and a half, it gets a little daunting. I'll yes. say this. Uh, surprisingly, the performances are pretty good. Oh, yeah. Um, I think, you know, yeah, all of those it, actors that are in there, idea, man. all up, on, all end with great careers. One thing you know? I, had a, I think I had trouble with is uh, the the – the main guy, uh, John Neft, is that what Which, his name? I don't. I, he was the He's one I knew. He's been in a lot of stuff in the eighties. He was in. Yeah, he had, had a lot of supporting roles. And my John Getz. John Getz. What I am most familiar uh, with him is is uh, playing a sleaze bag in Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead. So seeing wow, him absolutely. in this very very different role, I was like, well, this is weird. I, I feel like he could have been up for. Um, who was the dick in Ghostbusters? The rich. Oh, Walter. Uh, Walter, Walter Peck. Peck. Yeah. I feel like they could play brothers. In yeah. Both asshole brothers. I could see that. And I know Emma, Emma Walsh more from like when he's like ninety, right? Oh, I mean, like oh, in the yeah. last 10, 20 years. Funny enough, um, though, Dan Idea looks the same. He yep. does look the same. You know, funnily enough, this is the first time I ever noticed that how crazy that dimple he's is got on his a chin. Huge dimple. A crazy dimple on his chin, like to where it looks like so, there's like a crease and the, in it. And the reason for that is this is when he's younger, so he's a bit thinner in the face. He hasn't filled out as much, so you can clearly see Interesting. it. Interesting, but again, one of those films. I was glad I watched. Yeah. I, I don't know. Yeah, if, me too. Uh, you know, I'm gonna watch it over and over again. A second. What one are of the those. What are the other ones that you haven't seen? Let's let's match up and see. Oh, I don't know. I, here's the films I have seen from them. Wait, wait, just can we just real quick just go from the bottom up and we can just say what we've seen. In the last oh, time. sure. Uh, yeah. I, I want to get it on this. Oh, sure. Is that a, a movie? No. <laughs> yeah, that, that was that was their second movie. Oh, sure. <laughs> All right, here we go. Coen Brothers filmography, starting with Blood Simple, then Raising Arizona. Seen it. Yep. Seen it. Yep, me too. Miller's Crossing, have not seen. Same nope. here. Not seen it. Barton Fink, I think I've seen, but I don't remember. I don't remember. Um, that John Turturro. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I, I, saw, I saw 10 minutes of it. That was from 1991. Then The Hudsucker Proxy, you've seen I've that. I've seen yes. that, so good. Fargo, seen that. Wait, Ben, have you not seen Hudsucker Proxy? So I, my parents had me watch that, but I, but it was when it came out. So what year? 1994. That was, yeah, I haven't so seen it since the 90s. I was 13, so I, I, I didn't see it until I was an adult. And is that the one that he's got the hula hoop? Yeah. Yeah, see, Tim I Robbins. remember a few things, but now I Sam Raimi co-wrote that, actually. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I okay. love Hot Sucker Proxy. Yeah, okay. it's very good. Um, and then why do uh, I confuse that the one with uh, where he cheats on the game show, quiz show? Yeah, they came out around the same time. Okay, gotcha. Then there's a, a one. It's kind of an eighty film. A lot of people haven't seen. It. It's called The Big Lebowski. <laughs> 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 um, oh, brother, where art thou? Yep. Mm-hmm. Seen that. Um, the man who wasn't there. I've not seen that. I haven't one. seen no. that one yet. Um, mm-hmm. Intolerable cruelty. Yes. I haven't seen that one. You've never seen that? No. Wow. Um, Catherine Zeta Jones. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then The Lady Killer, seen that? Oh, boy. I haven't yep. seen that one. Oh, really? You don't need to. I, yeah, I heard it was not very good, it's so not. I never sought it out. It's not great. Um, uh, Paris Je T'aime. Well, they, nope. they just did a short in that collection of shorts, so it's yep. not like a full feature film. And then Shakun uh, Son Cinema. That's uh, something different. Teach his own cinema. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no Country for Old Men. Yeah. Yep. I think I've seen everything from yep. here on. Burn out. After Reading. Mm-hmm. Yep. A Serious Man. Yep. I have not seen A Serious Neither Man. Neither have I. It's very um, good. Very good. True Grit, Loved. Um, yep. Mm-hmm. Inside the Well and Davis, yep, mm-hmm. and then Hail Caesar. Inside the Well and Davis was way different than I thought it was going to be. I don't yeah. know what I was thinking going in, but I thought it was like going to be almost like a something biographical about a singer songwriter type thing. But it, it was way it was just the, the stuff with John Goodman and it was yeah. just all crazy. It's good. And then finally, the Ballad of Buster Scruggs. So. I had I have actually. Oh, wait, oh, is that the one that that's on the Netflix? Yeti? The Western one on Netflix. All the vignettes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yep. I, like, I really like yeah, that. Yeah, really Well, I like half of them. And then they've done a couple of sc- screenwriters, just as screenwriters. Uh, did you guys see Suburbicon from 2017? Yeah, mm-hmm. it's weird. Yeah, I didn't love it. Uh, that Damon one? Yeah. Uh, Bridge of Spies. 
Yes. Yes. Steven Spielberg. And then Unbroken in 2014 with Angelina Jolie as the uh, director. I nope. never saw that. So a couple of films, obviously, we probably need to watch to that, get our Coen Brothers. That was no Coen Brothers. No uh, Coen. Yeah. Our, our one episode segment. No one or not no one. The Coens. Coen and Coen. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Coen crazy. Hey, hey Benny Barrett, yeah. what did you watch? Uh, I finished up the Before trilogy. I watched Before Midnight. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is very good. Uh, it's not my favorite. My, this, uh, yeah, rank, rank the three. Uh, it is it is two three one for me. Okay, oh, okay. I really enjoyed the second one. Oh, really? Two three really one. Didn't. You didn't love the first one? Uh, no, no. I mean, he still loves it. Oh, I no, love all three. No, you, why did you hate the first one? <laughs> so let's deep dive. No, um, because there's nothing. There's no jumping off point for the first one. It's a fine movie. It's yeah. good, but because it exists, it gives. Uh, the benefit to two and three because there's a universe there. Yeah. And it's so well done. What is this now? So before sunrise and before uh, sunset, sunset before, before midnight. midnight Ethan Hawke and Julie Delpy. And then before lunch. A series of three movies. They've been made nine years apart. Richard Linklater directed all of them. They're all like indie level movies. Okay. And like and they're romances. Yeah. I feel, yeah. I feel like I've, I've yep. heard and, of And these. they're pretty okay. much the only people in the film. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. They okay. meet, the strangers meet on a train and will they, won't they? And then they pick up literally nine years later after well, they won't. They, they, they run do into that each again. other. Did you it's like? Crazy. Did you like that part of revisiting characters? You f- felt yes. like you knew. Yes, but yeah. not in like a sequel way. It was, yeah, right? exactly. It was. It, they they at least not, up, not not an overt sequel. Way yeah, anyway. that's what I'm saying. Yeah. It's they, not. It's not in like a Spider-Man up, sequel yeah. kind because of way. they pick up their lives. The, the lives have been lived for the last nine yep. years yeah. without us knowing, and so it's kind and of they catching us. They don't do any like like lazy exposition, obvious exhibition, ex- yep. exposition type of stuff where like you need to know certain details. It's like it is, they know each other, they're catching up on each other's lives, it is legitimately, and it feels very natural. As the audience, you feel like a fly on the wall, whereas the only things you know about what's happened to them in, in the last nine years is through that conversation that they're yeah. having. So you feel like Julie Delpy's, De- Delpy? Delpy. Delpy's Delpy. character or Ethan Hawke's character where you're sitting there and you're going, I'm listening and truly paying attention to what he's saying because I want to know what he's been up to for the last nine years. Gotcha. It's really engaging and engrossing. Um, the first one and the second one, they their kind of idealisms uh, flip flop a little bit, and then by the third one, they are cemented as who they are. But also, the third one is very much more argumentative because um, they're married. Because they're married and they have spent time together, and that is that that bleeds through everything. The thing that I respected the most about this is the the filmmaking itself. So Richard Linklater is tremendous at I think just, he's got a future. What's that? I think he's got a <laughs> <laughs> He's tremendous at just letting the camera be and like letting the actors do the scene. So like he just you don't even feel like the camera's there. And when you have the quality so of actors cool. that he has in oh, that, right? Well, you and can... also but there's choices, right? He he drops off his, his beginning of the movie, drops off his son at the airport, right? Yeah. There's a there's a, a scene where the son walks away and has to go around the corner. And so he just does a stationary camera and you don't follow him around that corner and it, you're not supposed to. You're supposed to have the perspective of Ethan Hawke's character, Jesse, watching his son turn the corner. And there but then the next shot is of the camera kind of over Jesse's shoulder walking out. Yeah. So it the, going from stationary to moving and making those decisions that, that play into the, the movie very, very well done. It was and so good. One of the mo- most incredible things about this, too, that I, I think makes it that much more intimate is there are these incredibly long takes. Long takes. Uh, and, like, these long conversations with endless pages of dialogue, and he just doesn't cut away. You know, he doesn't do cut, move in for close-ups. He doesn't do these things. Like, he just lets the characters linger in the scene. And they're also these incredibly picturesque scenes because they're shot in international locations. On location. Yeah. yeah. So, so do you know anything about his filmmaking 
you know, or his kind of style and philosophy, does he let the actors kind of take it where they're going to go with it? Or is he very specific? Because some directors, and you know, they want you to yeah, stay like, on like, the script. I don't script, care how long you know? it is, you're going to do it exactly as written. Yeah, exactly. Do you know? Is, you mean he it does have such long, long scenes. Yeah. You know. Do you mean as far as like, like collaboration? Yeah, or like, like letting them like if they flub a scene, if you flub a, a word, or, or do they do another take because it's got to be. Perfect. Here's the general idea of this scene that we want to get across. But if you guys want to add a flourish a little bit, yeah, I mean, know? so especially with these movies, that's what I'm saying because those scenes are so long that I remember. So I know that before they ever shoot, like they're doing a lot of workshopping, uh, spe- and and he especially with these movies with Ethan Hawke and Julie Delpy, like they are an integral part of making those characters feel lived in, and so they definitely have input when it comes to like what their characters would do, what what they would say, how they would say it. But they do all that like before they're even shooting. And so, uh, w- but when it comes to, like the technical aspect of it, like they're, they're doing those long takes and they're doing them several times probably, you know? So like if they do mess up, then yeah, they'll go back to the beginning and they'll, they'll start I over. also do love that it's not even Easter eggy. It's just like they reference in the third one that they played pinball on their first date. Well, we were along for the ride for their first date. We remember that they did play pinball. Yeah. And so like... They see the world differently. They they have they have bad memories and things like that. And you, as the audience, are like, I was there, man. I saw it. Like, are you lying? Are you not? And the thing I didn't love as much about the third one that I really liked about the second one is because they were so in love and 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 just really catching up with each other. The third one was very uh, acrimonious. There was a lot of uh, back and forth and, and arguing, which is it would should be expected out of a ten year married couple. But I still, you know, I don't love sitting there watching over and over like just a really long argument. It got a little like, wow, this is a lot. That's all. I'm gonna have to check those out. That it's, sounds pretty interesting. Should. They're, they're great. great. They really are, and they're short as fuck. What do we do next? I, I kind of got thrown off here. What? Uh, oh, trailer time. No, it's uh, I haven't talked about the last movie I saw. <laughs> <laughs> uh, blood simple it's not blood simple actually oh, okay, i watched right. blood simple last night and today i watched clifford <laughs> did you really yeah wait which, was, which clifford the new one right no no oh, no no clifford the movie okay. with martin short and yeah. charles groden there we go did oh. you just watch that on purpose so you could bring it up no it was on pluto tv and i put it on in the background while i worked and like i just man i get suckered into that movie so much it is uh, it's one of those movies that's infamous because it got just ripped apart by critics. It's such a stupid, stupid comedy. If you've seen this movie like ten times, oh god, probably more than that. Because <laughs> when I because I discovered it when I was in high school and it made I, I laughed my ass off. I was by myself at home in my room and I happened to discover this movie and I was like, "What's the movie with Martin Short where he's playing a fucking kid?" And like I just couldn't take my eyes off it. And it is just ridiculous and stupid. If you've never heard of Clifford before, it's a movie that came out in uh, like ninety three, ninety four. Martin Short stars in it, and he plays basically a ten year old kid, uh, while everybody else is adults. And no one really makes a point of like why this kid looks like a fucking adult. Uh, and Charles Grodin plays his uncle, and so his parents, who are just like fed up with him, and they're trying to get to Hawaii for this business trip, they drop him off in L.A. to stay with his uncle for a bit. And his uncle is desperate to show. Um, uh, Mary Steenburgen that he is good with kids and that he like wants to have a future and uh, it's just this zany silly comedy and Martin Short and Charles Grodin together are just magic uh, I just love it like Charles Grodin's growing anger with Martin Short and Martin Short's evil like glee and like childishness there's one scene in particular that I can never not laugh at and it's when Charles Grodin is like, after he's gotten out of jail and he's lecturing Clifford and is like trying to like level with him, being like, why, you know, why are you doing these things? Like, can't you just act like a normal boy? And Martin Short, 
he gets he gets this expression on his face like he's like uh, and I, I can't even describe it but like you have to walk, go walk, find the scene and he's trying to make like what he thinks is like a normal boy's face and it makes him look like he's just like dead eyed and like everything <laughs> and Charles Grodin is getting so frustrated with him and I just I laugh every time at Martin Short's face during that scene two things um so the one thing I love the most other than it's a wonderful show about only murders in the building is that people get to love Martin Short again oh right? of course because yeah. he's he's been gone too long um. The other thing is, is Charles Grodin, right? What an incredible actor in the 80s and 90s mm -hmm. that I think is in so many of the films that I loved. Yeah. Up. Who would you compare him to today? Who plays that role, that Charles, that straight person, wow. that dad, that, you know, like, that 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 is almost... I don't know, because, it's it, again, it's a 90s movie. It's yeah, almost a kid's like, movie, but it's almost like a, a comedy for adults. Like, and, Charles Grodin, Grodin just filled such a, I think, a... a like such a specific role in film and cinema yeah. in the '90s and the '80s, who would film like who fits that today? It, it depends He's on what so genre. Maybe He's it, so. Dry. Yeah, that's. I would say. It. I would I say agree, the closest, man. and like it's not necessarily even. It doesn't necessarily qualify because he, he was just as popular right around the same time that he was. But like Jason Bateman comes to mind. Maybe, maybe, yeah, maybe. I, I, could, I could see that, but like, I was gonna say Albert Brooks, you know, but like, but they're pretty much on the level. They're, you know? yeah, they're but they're the in the same, same kind of job. Yeah. yeah, I think the modern update might be a Bateman where it's like very, very dry. J.K. Simmons, um, and some of the roles he's had, maybe, yeah, Kinda, yeah. But it's a good. Uh, I, I do like that Jason Bateman because Jason Bateman's sneakily funny, right? No, yeah. like no, he's he's not at all. He's the most what? vanilla white guy. Do you really ever. not like Jason? I Bateman? hate Jason oh. Bateman. What? This is, this is one of several the, things yes, that you're news. gonna hear Tim say <laughs> that doesn't make any fucking sense. <laughs> this is not news. Uh, actually, oh. I actually after listening to his podcast, I think he's funnier than ever. Uh, he makes me laugh more. Now, now the podcast ever. is funny. I'll get I'll give you that. But him as an actor, he I don't find him funny in the slightest. Oh my god, that's so, so much, sad. His, see, okay, his, okay. Oh, his dry deadpan delivery is, so is, is unrivaled, and that's why I think he's a he's a nice uh, addition to to uh, the conversation here because yep. he's not going to match Charles Grodin for the just the like the level of seriousness that that was because there was there's a little dickishness to uh Jason Bateman that's more so than than Grodin because it's really hard Grodin to be was dry still kind of a dick about things yeah for sure and but it's hard to not be dry and come off as a Jason dick. Bateman's more of a charming dick and Grodin it really seems like a the gruff, gruff. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly because like there's there's, there's little, so many little things I love that Jason Bateman's done like especially in game night some some his delivery sometimes it's just so good there's one little so one that good. for some reason has always stuck out in my mind it's when they're playing uh, charades and someone's talking about Mark Wahlberg and like someone like someone says like a, a movie that he wasn't in and like uh, the douchebag's girlfriend says Mark wouldn't ever take a role that small and like the way he responds to her is like is that is that right Madison <laughs> so just just like the lightest like Tim yep. just sarcasm and frustration in like so in perfectly such a executed way. though right yeah. like it, it 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 comes off dickish kind of but also anything in Arrested so Development yep. Arrested Development like a tour de force of like how good Jason Bateman is and how wrong Tim is yeah Tim I'm I'm gonna disagree with you on a this lot one. of people do it's fine. <laughs> So I don't like so Arrested Development either, though. So. Jesus Christ. We're just moving on. Uh, <laughs> uh, Clifford uh, is the last movie that you saw. Yep. All right. So now it's time to talk about some trailers. Yeah. Fuka, fuka, no, fuka, fuka, you trailer. got some trailers, trailers to watch. I got some trailers to watch. I heard this is a thing. Get some thing. trailers to watch. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I hate you both so much. All right, so take over. You just have to feel it, you just know. Take over, just take over. Yep. 
So we watched some trailers. <laughs> <laughs> we watched uh, two trailers. We did a movie trailer, and we're doing a TV trailer because much like when we talked about the She-Hulk trailer, this particular TV trailer is uh, quite cinematic. It's a big deal because it'll be part of a larger cinematic universe. But first, we're going to start off with The Menu. Now, how many of you guys had heard of this movie Not before once. I told you to Not watch the once. trailer? And I'm so honestly, kudos. I'm right? so yeah. glad you had me watch this trailer. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't seen a better trailer since Black Panther. Yeah, it's a very it's good trailer. The trailer's awesome. It's very good. It's so compelling. Yeah. I had no idea what it was. Uh, and watching the trailer, I have to see this movie now. Yeah, I agree. It's it's a fantastic trailer, and I'm compelled to watch this movie. Yeah, this yeah. movie looks fantastic. Uh, it looks very original. Um, it mixes, you know, uh, culinary arts, uh, both visual and, you know, cooking like you know and then it also mixes in a little bit of horror a little bit a little bit of thriller murder mystery type yeah. thing but you know uh, a, a world or, or a most dangerous game mm-hmm, type thing mm-hmm. going on there like ready or not right right but then there's there's the humor is I, the thing I actually wrote down in. ready or not because it kind of had a little sure. bit of that in my opinion in that kind of it's almost more like ready or not here it, comedy here it's fun you know yeah exactly right because there's a fun vibe to it did you not though in the first like 15 seconds of the trailer um when anya taylor joy's in this and I kept on hearing Emma Stone. I'm like, this sounds just like Emma Stone. And I, I read it, and she was actually attached to this film for a couple of years oh, wow. before they got it made. And so then that's maybe that's the her one, voice. They, no, it isn't, but that's the one that they actually kind of wrote this for. Yeah. They wanted Emma Stone to have this role. That and so sense. some of those lines kind of do, I think, have a little bit of the personality so of Emma Stone. I will say one of, the, one of the most bankable things about this is they cast Ray Fiennes is perfect oh, Ray casting is for that so yeah. because he demands a presence when he's in a film like this, and you it's so believable to think that he would be the the you know, the patriarch of this kind of event, right? Yeah. It's so cool. So if like, you, if you haven't watched the trailer yet, you should you should go do that right now. But if you if you're gonna hold off and watch it later for whatever reason, the movie is about this couple who goes to uh, a a remote island where there's a very exclusive restaurant run by Ray Fiennes. Uh, and the menu is very, very eclectic, very impressive, but it also comes with I would hate some menu, seemingly uh, deadly, seemingly deadly, lethal, it, it seems pretty, worrisome it's, it's surprises. Experience. I mean, part of the trailer is like you've got forty-five seconds to run, or we're going to kill you. So, right? Yes, exactly. So yeah, it, this looks like a like just just a lot of fun. Which is w- one of the funniest parts of the trailers, yes, right? I, I just I just thought it was thought hilarious. The, the part I laughed out loud the most at was like when it, she, he was like, "It's going to be fine." She's like, "We're going to die." He's like, "Yeah, probably." That, that I feel was like so funny. Uh, the the if, other one. I don't know if you caught this. Is uh, the when he when they're doing the birthday cake? And oh, it's like well, three hours ago. It was three funny. goes. I thought it was funny. No, I feel like if uh, if Gordon Ramsay didn't make MasterChef Junior, this would fit perfectly for him. Like, yes. I, I, like I'm watching I Ray Fiennes, that, yeah. and I'm like, this this has Gordon Ramsay feel to it. I love it. Oh. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. No, I, I liked the uh, whatever the if they were cupcakes or some sort of uh, pastry with the golden scissors mm-hmm. in them. Uh, I thought that was a nice touch. It's just, the the trailer overall was just fantastic. Tasty. Yeah. Yep. Tasty. It, it Tasty was trailer. it was funny and yeah, I have to see it. Yeah. And I didn't know it I was agree. a thing until you were like, "Hey, watch this movie trailer." Yeah. So uh, it's supposed to come out this fall. That was a good uh, November. Of, November eighteenth. November eighteenth. That was a good impression of Brad. By probably the way. a. I imagine it's probably going to get a limited release limited, first yeah, and then expand yeah. to other theaters. But I told Bailey that you know, we watch a movie every Christmas day with the family. I said mm-hmm. that'd be great, and she's like, I don't want to wait that long to watch that. And plus, I, I feel like if you do wait that long, it'll probably be gone. By yeah, now. that's not going to be one that's in the film or in the theaters for too yeah. long because it's we'll see. it's not going to. But then again, it, if it if it takes if it's a slow rollout, it, it might not make it here for two weeks after. It's limited release, and then since there aren't a lot of movies 
crowding theaters this year, you might be able to get away with it. But it's probably guys. We'll just, see. Just see it for Thanksgiving. We'll see a feast. Um, also, on the menu. Uh, is it Nicholas Holt or Holt? Holt. I don't know how you pronounce Holt. it. Nicholas Holt. Holt. That's what I thought. Um, but I love him, by the way. Everything he does, I just think he's fantastic. Wow. I don't know. I really do. You don't I, really hear a lot of people like gushing no, over I, Nicholas Holt. Do you guys watch? Um, so he's on like the show on Amazon, uh, where he is the or no, it's on Hulu. Maybe I forget. So he's he's the um, uh, king of Russia. Uh, oh, it's on Hulu. Um, it's a uh, it's. The Great. Thank you. The Great. Yep. Um, I was going to call it The Queen. I'm like, that can't be With it. With Elle um, Fanning. Yes. He is so good in there. If you've not watched this show, he is brilliant in this show. He is so funny, so deplorable and likable at the same time. Have you um, seen The Favorite? Uh, no, I haven't. Oh, if you love Nicholas Holt. I do. As, wait, as you say you as do. You say you do. Well, I'm sure there's things and I haven't seen of his. But I assume you like Emma Stone. I do like Emma Stone. You should watch The Favorite. I will watch it. As well, you should. No, I don't want to take away from Blake Check, though. Well, no. Well, we're not gonna make much of the favorite. Oh, okay. yet. no. Like this okay. is on my we, we list of. I've got a lot of films. It's gonna be a long, a lot of thing. films. We're gonna be doing this to our ninety. Yeah. That's well, fair. And sixty-five. S- uh, Fifty-nine. Yeah. Nate, right. you'll live. Nate, cut. you can keep doing it <laughs> after we're gone. <laughs> we'll be dead. You can host the podcast with Tim. No, Alex Pappas is Alex is so finally mad. getting the yes. call up. I, I'm not getting beaten by Alex. I'll be a guest still. So that's the menu. Uh, yes. Uh, and now we're going to talk Andor, about... Andor, we could talk about... Oh. Andor. Uh, we're going to talk about Andor. It's a hey, new Tim, s- what do you think about Andor? It's a new Star Wars series uh, that is coming to Disney+, Plus, following in the footsteps of The Mandalorian and The Book of Boba Fett. Uh, this one follows Cassian Andor, who is a character who was played by Diego Luna in Rogue One, uh, a Star Wars story. And the idea for this is that uh, it's a series that takes place before the events of Rogue One, uh, and goes back to like the roots of the rebellion when it was still this like up and coming scrappy resistance that was coming together against the empire, and uh, follows a lot of espionage, spycraft uh, happening in the Star Wars universe, which um, I think is pretty intriguing. The trailer looks beautiful, looks gorgeous. Um, I'm I'm excited to see what they do. I've heard that the series is a lot like uh, the Americans. If you ever watched that on FX, did you ever S- see that? Spy kind of driven or like mis- mystery kind of driven or y- like, uh, yeah. yeah, but and uh, a little bit more, uh, you know, not completely driven by action, much more driven by suspense and, yep. and tension, uh, you know, because it was kind of like a Cold War situation with the Americans. And I think that that's going to be the driving force of this too because it's kind of a thing where like they're not really striking they're like collecting intelligence like doing sneaky spy stuff against the empire and that leads up to what eventually becomes the big conflict in the star wars movies i read something by fiona shaw who's in this uh who said something about you know this is the perfect star wars film in the trump world kind of thing or star wars show in the trump world um but it it looks i'll say this the trailer you know again we we try to do a lot of films and stuff like this this looks as good as any film trailer. The trailer looks yeah. stunning. It looks really good. I'm glad they're not on Tatooine. You know, I'm glad it's a, it's a different Yet. Star Wars different world. Yeah. You know, <laughs> it looks different. It has a different feel. It has the Rogue One kind of a little bit of feel to mm-hmm. it. Obviously, um, I, I'm I'm excited about it. I, I think it's gonna have a different feel than the other Star Wars TV series. You know, the yeah. it it's not gonna. F- I I. I feel like it will be a little more contemporary, you know, mm-hmm. um, in in the type of narrative it's going to drive, and I'm yeah. I'm excited about that. Tim, let's hear your bad opinion. Hey I, Tim, what do you think? <laughs> I don't care. 
I'm not going to watch this. I, I don't. It, it looks great. Have it, you watched any of the Star Wars shows? Yeah, yet? unfortunately, and that's that's what I've based <laughs> a lot of this on. Uh, you love the Mandalorian. The Mandalorian, yeah. Okay, that's a Star Wars show. <laughs> the, the other two were not good. The other two. Bob, the Book of Boba Fett that's and Obi Wan Kenobi. Obi Wan, but that's this is the. It's still Star Wars. Yeah, right. so shut the fuck up. You're wrong. Obi Wan's a long movie. No, uh, in, incorrect. Um, actually, but no, they were they were both terrible. Uh, they need to give it Obi- a rest. Obi Wan's not remotely terrible. Yeah, it's not good. Did you finish it? No, I couldn't. Okay, thank I you. tried three I, times I, and I fell asleep this, on the last this episode. Actually you looks, fall asleep all the time. No, I this don't. looks better to me than Obi Wan because it, it actually enters a world that I don't know real well because I haven't watched yeah. all of Star we, Wars. Don't, I don't know all of like. I mean, I've watched all the films, but you know, like yeah. there's all the TV series. The we don't stuff. need this. Uh, like it, we're supposed to be done with the Skywalker saga. Move on. Find new stories to tell. I don't and give a are flying new fuck stories about to tell. this. I to think, be fair, uh, Taika Waititi is attached to a whole new the, character. And I'm excited you know, about that. Uh, Ryan Johnson's still doing his. To be fair, so this, this doesn't have, even though it ties into the Skywalker saga as we know it in the Star Wars trilogy, this is much more, more focused away from the Jedi and, I, and Sith and yep, Skywalkers. Don't care. It's focused on like the 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 espionage aspect yep. that goes into the Empire versus what will become the Rebellion. Zero interest. And if that's the case, don't put Cassian Andor in it. He wasn't even the lead character in the fucking movie. He was the. Co-lead. I know, but he he's 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 the spy. He's the he's the you know. Have they've got the Mon Mata, the, the you know they've got all these other characters that are mm-hmm. coming in there that are gonna. And I love Diego you know, Luna. Yep, exactly. Why I, why do we have to tie him to it though? Because we don't know enough about him, so it's going to tell us something but about him. Who asked know. to know more about him? He's, uh, he's, Brad did. He's a character. But they said they said the same thing about Rogue One, right? Like, right, exactly. Who needs this? And then it ended up being a Rogue, Rogue One's fantastic. fantastic. I don't need to see more. And it's going to drop us off. <laughs> but you probably had the same opinion before you saw Rogue One, which was, well, who needs this? And now oh, you're no. glad you saw I, it. I really, I, I was very pumped for Rogue One because Why? we had, we hadn't had a Star Wars movie in a while, and now we have. A whole bunch of Star Wars movies and a whole bunch of Star Wars shows, all within a, a three-year period. That, so you're Star Wars out a little bit. I, I don't care about any yep. new Star Wars. I don't care about any new MCU. There's too much, yeah, too yeah, often. Yeah. I don't fucking. You're care. oversaturated. A yeah, little bit. I, yeah, I, I which I, I, I can understand that. Tim's not a big fan of fun in general. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> I can understand it is a lot. I mean, right? But the reason it's a lot is because they're marketable, right? Also, I mean, also, and, and that's why you know, that's why Obi Wan was trash. Like, oh, we can make a lot of money off this no matter what. We don't have I didn't to write love a compelling Obi-Wan, story. But I wouldn't say it was trash. It's definitely not but... trash. It has problems, but it's not trash. And also, Rogue One came out after a pretty big Star Wars movie. You might have heard of it, The Force Awakens. Yeah. And what I, what I do like this is it sets, it sets itself, it starts anyway, five years before Rogue One, and mm-hmm. it gets us right to the doorsteps of Rogue One. So, yeah, so, so it's going to you know be a, a nice kind of... Um, from what I understand, it is going to cover about five years. It's going to cover a decent amount of time. I think it's twelve episodes, isn't it, Brad? Yeah. So, so the fir- the first season will be twelve episodes, and uh, that will take us through a. Um, oh, there's more than one season, maybe. Yeah, they're doing a second season. And so I the, didn't know that. The first one la- uh, chronicles a a year. Um, that first year, yep. five years before Rogue One, and then the second season will chronicle the four years leading up to Rogue. So one. by the end of this series, by the end of this, you know. Uh, uh, what let's say 24 episodes 20 to 24 episodes we're gonna get the story up to rogue one which i really loved rogue one so i i do like that part i like yeah. that it's that gonna would, yeah. in an area that and to i answer don't your know question why cassian andor is interesting is because like it's it, it was rhetorical it, all, it didn't need an answer from you. <laughs> you're, gonna, you're gonna get one anyway uh it so like what's great about andor is like how you're introduced to him in Rogue One is the very first time you see him is he's trying to find out about secrets to help the Rebel Alliance and he is so desperate 
to get what he needs to help the Rebel Alliance, that he's willing to let somebody who just helped him die at the hands of a stormtrooper. That is, to me, compelling spycraft stuff. And I want to know more, not just about that character, but about the desperation that exists among a group of people who are trying to fight against an oppressive galactic empire. Is, We're living that. Is Baby Yoda uh, Don't need it. more of it. <laughs> What? I said, is Baby Yoda in it? Yeah. Don't hand out Baby Yoda. Okay. I love Baby Yoda. No, um, I'm saying that's, that's another reason s- I would watch it. You're going to see him as a tadpole. <gasps> Aw. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I do think there's going to be, this is why I think a little bit why I'm interested, is I do think there's going to be some interesting political implications in mm-hmm. this one. Um, and so, I, 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 you know, again, the, I, I, am, I am with you there in that, like, sometimes I need a break from it because I live it every day, right? Mm-hmm. You know, you live it every day and I, like, but it's nothing, I need to come it's up nothing new. Man. You know, it's been in Star Wars Ooh, since yeah, the Yeah, I can't wait to see all the Senate scenes. But, but there is something to you know. Uh, there's going to be, I think, obviously, an immigrant kind of theme here. There's going to be some other things, you know, where a, a planet is destroyed and these people don't know. Here's how little. Long. Here's how little I know about the Star Wars universe. When the trailer came up, you know, I was like, "Oh, hey, Bailey, do you want to watch this new trailer for Andor?" And uh, she's like, "Oh, is is it sci-fi?" And I'm like, "Yeah, it's uh, named after one of the planets." That, uh, in the Star Wars universe, and I Alder- said, it, Alderaan, I said it so confidently. I said it so confidently. She's like, "Oh, okay." And then we, we they ben, said how, his name. How do you feel like, about this? Oh. Uh, I will agree with you, Tim, that I think that the Star Wars universe specifically is oversaturated for a guy like me who doesn't really yeah. love and you know the, the the stories other than the big tentpole movies. Yeah. So I don't. I haven't watched Obi Wan. I haven't watched the second season of Mandalorian. I haven't watched. You still watch the second season of Mandalorian, it did, and it's not for because I hate it. It's just Buddy. because it, no, it's because I, I watched you know other. It's things. got Baby Yoda in it. You love Baby Yoda. I know, but who doesn't? It's, it's not enough to be like this is the best thing I've ever seen. I must sit down and watch it, and it's just not compelling enough to me because I'm not a huge Star Wars guy. Does it? But I disagree with him on the MCU stuff. I I'm still on board for whatever they're doing. I, I'm still there for it. Okay. Does it mean anything here that this is created by Tony Gilroy, the per- same person that obviously did uh, Michael Clayton, Duplicity? Wrote all the Jason Bourne films. Mm-hmm. Like this is a guy that okay. knows. All right, no, that's fair. Knows that world well. Because right? Knows like, espionage. Yeah, okay. that knows spycraft. That, that knows you know. Espionage. To answer that question, yes, it does do more. That, for me. That's honestly, it did mean to me as well. I thought, oh, this could be yeah. using about, a Star Wars world to tell a really good story. Sure. What if I told you there was a predator in it? Well, then, <laughs> then I, I, I would be very disappointed when I got to the What if I was... told you Diego Luna turns into Arnold Schwarzenegger by okay, the third you guys episode? Stop, just stop. Arnold Schwarzenegger plays the new <laughs> Supreme Chancellor in this one. What if I told I, you That would be awesome. What if I told you Arnold the Schwarzenegger people who need help. voices Damn it, Baby Yoda. Get the people to air. Yeah. I, I would watch something if, if Schwarzenegger had uh, had a cameo voice. Absolutely. The Jedi are terrorists. I really wanted like before I saw Thor Love and Thunder, I really wanted him to play Zeus. I am, and he, then you he, saw he, it, and you're like, "Oh, play, thank God, well, you he dodged play, that he bullet." He played Zeus in a commercial. I know, yeah, I saw that. I am, yeah. So I, you I, got your wish. Back to Andor, really. real quick. I, I'll, I'll, I'll end let's, with this. Let's wrap it up. Um, <laughs> I am more excited about this than I was for Boba Fett. I'm more excited about this than I was for actually, Obi-Wan. other than, yeah, uh, Obi Wan. Anything other than the Mandalorian, I'm more excited about this because I think it's going to tell a story that I care about. Um, I'll probably end up watching it just out of guilt and shame i don't know i <laughs> well because everyone's gonna be talking about it it's yeah like I'm, it's, I, I'm a, i am it. a huge star wars fan and it's very upsetting that i don't like what they're putting out it bothers me that they're putting out stuff you know that i don't i agree like. tim this needs to be me. good this needs it, yeah, to be good it, it bothers me that you don't like some of what they're putting out because i uh, needless to remind the guests probably who, who are probably familiar with tim at this point is that tim didn't like the last jedi so if oh, I, I've done a 180 on that now. 
What? <laughs> yeah. Since when? He's allowed mm. to have 180s. You do you like the Last Jedi now, yeah. or, do, or do you only like it comparatively because Rise of Skywalker sucks so much? Ooh, th- that's that's a think. I will. I'll actually have to think on that. But I I feel like I genuinely enjoy that movie now. Okay. Well, then I feel better. A bit. But I like. I really. I I. I'm one of those people that wish that uh, legends were canon. I was really upset when they they did away with that. At least they have been bringing some of that back into some the of it, and it's uh, uh, and and uh, Cal Kestis I heard is rumored to be getting a show and or movie. I wouldn't count on it. That's unfortunate. But I'm with I'm with you, Ben. By the way, that I don't. I'm. I mean. Everything I know about Star Wars, I've said tonight. Yeah, um, sure. So, our mutual friend Ryan Hart knows everything but about you, you it. You also watched every didn't watch Star Wars until you were an adult. It's true. I have only gotten into it recently because yeah. my my sons are in it, into it. Right. Yeah, sure. um, I had but, toys when I was a child, and I yeah, had like the see, original here's, toys. Here's the thing from I my don't brothers. understand about that necessarily because the idea that uh, Star Wars is this thing that if is if you saw it as a kid. Uh, then, then you're gonna be a lifelong fan. Like I saw him as a kid, mm-hmm. and I just, it just oh, never. Yeah, no, that that, that works for yeah. yeah. That, there's there's plenty of people who are like that too, where it just didn't land for them, didn't work like for are whatever you, reason. Are you guys more excited about this or She-Hulk? Neither She-Hulk. <laughs> uh, <laughs> for me personally, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not excited for She-Hulk. I'm what? I'm, I'm curious for She-Hulk just because I want to see how, how they how they balance a legal comedy in the MCU and like. Just how how it works, but like I haven't seen anything that's like impressed me so far with She Hulk. Do you see Daredevil popping up in She Hulk? Oh yeah, they've Is already it? said he's going to. Oh yeah. I didn't know that. yeah. Okay, well, no, fuck my question then. We that's need to talk about uh, a couple games. We got a game. Lightning round. Yeah. Brad, did you write the game? I did. Oh, I'm gonna oh, do so it's bad. It's a this. it's a quick it's a quick easy one though. I love that oh, everyone he... knows me as the worst games person in the world. So. Well, you were pretty good that one time. That's yeah. true. Well, you know what? When I can cheat, I'm really <laughs> great at it. <laughs> Uh, uh, theme song is what I have to do yeah, do now. So. Yes, 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 yes. Uh, Don't help him this time. No, no, make it up though. No. Like go, go with it. But, but, like but, but Nate, you always help him, and I don't want you to help him. I I'm want not, him to uh, let uh, him flounder. Zip, I'm zipping it. Game time. We've got that game time. Questions that will rhyme. Oh no, they won't. <laughs> no, they won't. <laughs> I told you not to help. No, that was an added at the end. I was like yeah. singing it, like yeah. uh, it was like an echo. Yeah, back up, back up, back up. Nate's got my back up, and you got my sack up. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what do you got for us, buddy? Okay, we're gonna. Uh, so this is a this is a game that we've played before, but I forget what we used to call it. Um, <laughs> we're really good at this I, show. It, I want to say it was something with like with characters or something like that, but it's that game we play where like I read out character names. Going from more obscure to most well known, and you have to guess who the actor is. Oh, I've played this yeah. before. I, I I think it was my game. No, it was. It was. I'm pretty sure. I don't know if you made it up. You you might have made it up. But I, I, sure I don't remember what it was called. This though. is the one that I got in uh, one guess. You read one thing, and I na- like it was like Keanu yeah. Reeves. Yeah, or something. Yeah, some random thing that yeah. you. Knew. It's always a good guess I'll with Keanu to, Reeves. I'll have to look it up. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm going, for, I don't hey, know how you would look. I'm going up. for that one every time now. <laughs> Keanu Reeves. Anyway, so I just know I just called it Critical Role. So, oh, that's a right infringement. That's a silly, it's not silly name for it. It's got two, it's two names that mean something independent of a. If I saw a game called Critical Role, I wouldn't play it. I think I already. I think he's done this before, but not like he created. A what game if it's the same Role game? And it wasn't this game. Yeah. No, <laughs> no. All right, what you got for us? That like? was Dungeons and Dragons. I created. <laughs> I'm excited for uh, that movie. Okay, so, so, oh, so don't even get as I said, I'm going. I am going to read character names uh, of 
characters that an actor has played okay. in their career. And we will, have to guess the actor. You have to guess the actor. And it will go from like uh, most obscure to, to better known. Okay. Uh, some of them might be a little more difficult than others. I think I called it role play. Yeah. That's it. That's it. That's it was John it. Cusack. All right, so we're going to play Critical Role. <laughs> uh, critical Role, Role Play, Critical Role Play, whatever you want to call it. And uh, so I'm going to read. Uh, we're gonna, you're going to have to one, two, three, four, five. He just changed five, the name of my game. And then, and then, and then he goes, when he I told him what it really was, he goes, or whatever we're going to call it. <laughs> yeah. We, yeah. Uh, we have seven uh, questions. Do you think he's ever going to admit he's wrong? No. No. And uh, you know what? I was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> about what? Because you called Obi Wan a long movie. It is. <laughs> what? Uh, what were you wrong about, though? I was wrong about. Uh, I know. I, I mean, I said I didn't know the the title of the game. So, like, you just want to? You want to just give me credit, or? Well, yeah, I did give you credit. I already said that. See, this is when like, I, I did apologize. I already did apologize. But I, no, I, you heard me say. Uh, well, to be fair, I didn't take anything away from you. I literally said I didn't remember what the name of the game. Do you think was. Ben is very handsome and smart? Go there. Say yes. Did you, free, did, you, did you make handsome this. smart one word? Handsome and smart. Handsome and smart? Yeah. Mm. A little bit of column A, a little column B. I get it. Let's go. Let's play the game. Let's do it. <laughs> uh, and so there is a theme. And if you can guess the theme at the end of uh, oh, that's the, like a, worth all, a million the, points. all the names, okay. yeah, you will, you'll get an extra five points. Okay. Whoa. Okay? Right. Yeah, so it could make or break. Because each one of these is only worth one point. Correct. Okay. Right. Correct. 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 Let's is it one. first person that can guess it? First person that can okay. guess it, yeah. Gotcha. You get, and you get one guess for uh, each name that I say. All right. Okay? Gotcha. All right. Patricia Whitmore, Elena, Selma Hayek. No, I like where your head's at though. Charlie Nicholson, uh, Catherine Zeta Jones. Good job, Tim. I actually thought you would get that one right nice. there. Nice, because he loves high fidelity. Way to go, buddy. That's, yep, there it is. Yep, way the to other, go. The other two were Thank Isabella Heary from Ocean's Twelve, Penelope Cruz, and Velma Kelly from Chicago. Keanu Reeves. Next one. <laughs> Tim has one point. Okay. James Rethrick. Dr. Joshua Keyes. Sergeant Lee Blanchard. President Benjamin Asher. Shit. I'll say uh, Gene Hackman. No. Nick Naylor. I want that name. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Bill Pullman. No. You guessed twice. <laughs> you get to guess every, you every name. name. Oh. Adam Frankenstein. And the last name. <laughs> You're going to have to keep on going. This is, this is the last one. You're, it's going to be whoever is fastest. Harvey Dent. Aaron Eckert. Yes. Oh, Correct, Ben. One point for Ben. Good job, Benny. All right. First name for the next one. I almost guessed Tommy Lee Jones. I know. I, I, I honestly <laughs> went there too. I'm like, I, I was like Tommy Lee Jones. Adam Frankenstein from the famous movie. I Frankenstein. No. <laughs> is that not what it is? No, it is. <laughs> I was really gonna laugh hard if that wasn't true. Uh, first name in the next one. Phil Wenick. John Peters. Bob Smith. <laughs> Famed actor Bob Smith. Tim is correct. <laughs> yeah. No. Uh, no next, but it's a character actor, yes. The next name, Sack Lodge. Excuse me? Oh, 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 I know, I know, I know, I know, no, 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 no. Jack Black. Nope. Son of a biscuit. Uh who plays uh Rocket Raccoon? 
Bradley Cooper? Bradley oh, Cooper. that was a big mistake, Nate, because you <laughs> left yeah, yeah, I got it. at that point. <laughs> I couldn't Thank guess you. again. He played a character named Sack. Sack yeah. is the name of the douchebag in yep. Wedding Crashers. Yeah, I love that film. It's actually Sack? Yeah, it's Sack. Not, not, yeah. not with a Z. No, it's Sack. I thought it was Christopher Walken saying Zack. No, no, it's Sack. It's Sack. Come on, Sack. Ask them the word Jackson, Maine. Yeah. I was born. Face from the A-Team and Rocket Raccoon. Thanks, Nate. You're welcome. Good looking out. Hey. All right. The next one starts with Grug. <laughs> grug. Just Grug? Just Grug. All right. I feel like I know that. Actually. To be fair, I could give you the last name, but it would be a big giveaway. So I'm only giving you. Grug Henderson. Nick Cage. Ah, see, I probably shouldn't have even said it. Oh, yeah, because it's Grug Crude. Of course. Uh, the rest of them would have been Balthazar, Roy Waller, Ben Sanderson, Benjamin Franklin Gates, Stanley Goodspeed, Memphis Reigns, yeah, Cameron Poe. You would never have had to Cash go past. I know. Any it would, of those. That's yeah. Uh, okay, so point for Nate, <laughs> and everyone's tied. It's a three-way. I have two. Oh, Tim has two. Well, we'll Tim has two. <laughs> Tim has two. Okay. Uh, this next one, cousin Topsy. <laughs> Everyone loves cousin Topsy. And then in the sequel, we played cousin Turvy. And then uh, sister Aloysius Bouvier. Oh, damn it. Oh, I know that one. Susan Orlean. Mrs. Fox. Don't give anything away. Yeah, give it. No, I know. Give it, give it, it in my head. Give it um, Selma Hayek. Aunt Josephine? No, that's not correct, Ben. Aunt Josephine? Miranda Priestley. I know who it is. I know who it is. I know who it is. Don't, don't, um. Only one more name I have. I know. I know. I know. I know. Um, think of, um, think of, I'm going to give this to you. Don't think do of it. Devil Wears Prada. Glenn Close? Nope. Nope. No. God. Uh, whoops. Don't say anything, Tim. And and the last name, of course, Margaret Anne, Thatcher. And Hathaway. No. No. Uh, no, I was thinking Devil Wears Prada. Emma Thompson. Emma yeah. Thompson. No. Emma Thompson. No. no. Come on, it's, guys. It's Meryl Streep. Yeah. Jesus wait, wait, Christ. Wait, wait, who did you say? Emma you said Thompson. Devil Wears Prada. No, no. But I was right, right? I was right. Yes. That's, yeah. yeah. Who was the actress you said, though? I said Emma Thompson. Emma and I Thompson. met Meryl Streep. Oh, see, and then I just blanked on that because no. I thought Emma Thompson was She's from Cruella. What was the, uh, yeah. That's the yeah. What was the Bouvier? Uh, that was from um, Doubt. So the movie with Phillips. What happened yeah. in my brain, Nate, is that you said Emma Thompson, so then I wrote off the lead older actress <laughs> in Double with our product. Uh, so geez. anyway, because they're all the same. White blonde women. Not, Come on, not, old white blonde they're women. They're all the same. Boy, oh boy. Yeah, you remember when Anne Hathaway played Margaret Thatcher? Listen, I wasn't. Even, I didn't even <laughs> listen to you. I didn't even listen to you. A young Margaret Thatcher, sure. No, no not even not I, I knew it was uh, Double Wears Prada. But. Damn it! All right, starting with Slide. Keanu Reeves. No. <laughs> Quick. Leonardo DiCaprio. No. Matt Damon. His name's not Quick in that movie. Matt Damon. Quick of the Dead. I know what you're going Matt for. Damon. <laughs> Matt Damon. No, not Matt Damon. Inspector Scott Roper. Oh, Ben Affleck. No. Steve Carell. No. Thomas Jefferson Johnson. Uh, Matthew McConaughey. No. Mm. Um, Rafe Fines. No. Wesley Snipes. Not even. <laughs> James Thunder Early. Oh, 
John C. Riley. No. no, I do know this. I do know this. Shit. Kit Ramsey. Uh, uh, Ben Stiller. No. Shit. Oh, um, Chris Hemsworth. No. We're getting to the easy ones. Good. Buddy Love. Will Ferrell. No. What? His name is Buddy the Elf. Oh, sorry. <laughs> David Spade. No. <laughs> Buddy Love. Axel Foley. Wesley Snipes. No fucking. God oh, oh God, oh, Eddie God. Murphy. Eddie Fuck. Murphy. Eddie Murphy. I said ben it. Ben got it. Ben said it first. I, no. I, I was gonna say Marshall Ali, and I'm like, that's not it. That's not it. I know that's not it. But I knew it was. Last one was Donkey. <laughs> <laughs> I would have gotten that one. John C. Riley. <laughs> Uh, okay, so what does everyone have for points? Ben, you have two, I think two, I have one, seventeen. Okay, now Nate, if you get this one, you'll tie, and it'll be up to any, whoever wins the theme. Okay. If you don't, then it'll be up to. No, I still win a, if I get such the theme. an easy theme. By the way. All right, the first name on this list. Okay. Gus Partenza. <laughs> now you're just making names up. <laughs> Gus Partenza was never a character. <laughs> in all, any name, movie. all names are made up. Well, fuck off. Uh, you know what? I'm gonna guess every single time here. Uh, Gene Hackman. Is, Gene Hackman. That is no. Rob Schneider. No. I just Mike to Peters. Oh, Mike Peters. Um, that is um, Mark Wahlberg. Uh, John Goodman. No. Mark Wahlberg. No. Thark, Steve Buscemi. Thark Bookie. Excuse oh, me. Well, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Thark. <laughs> I'm sorry. What did you say? Thark Bookie. Oh, I thought that's what I thought you said. Thark Bookie. Oh, that's um. Uh, that's gonna be. Uh, Thomas Hayden Church. Uh, Marky Mark no. and the Funky Bunch. Cuba guessed. Gooding Jr. No. no. No, no, no. Did you already guess Mark Wahlberg? I did. Someone did. I did. Oh, dang it. Jerome the Bear. Denzel he played, Washington. He played Jerome the Bear? He played a character named Jerome the Bear. Denzel Washington. No. Christopher Walken. No. Steve Buscemi. No. I already said Steve Buscemi. Franklin Foggy Nelson. Oh God! What is his? That name? sounds uh, really familiar. Yep. Uh, kid from Mighty Ducks. No, nope, nope. no, that's uh, a TV show. Uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman. No. The last name. Oh shit! Happy Hogan. Jeff Haverhill. Yes, Nate, you are uh, correct. And yes. You have just tied the game. Sit down. Sit, sit, sit. I'm the greatest. Sit down. <laughs> I'm the greatest. <laughs> there was a dance involved too yeah, like a, for the listeners. For the, for the come from behind, come from behind tie. Yes, <laughs> <I'm the greatest. laughs> you understand how bad I am at games. Uh, it's harder when you're not looking up the answers, idiot. Yeah, that would have been. I would have gotten idiot, that on the first Idiot, time. idiot. <laughs> okay. All right. Sorry. Does anybody have an idea what the theme is? Read off the actors. Uh, it's Kevin Zeta Jones, mm-hmm. Aaron Eckhart, Bradley Cooper, Nicholas Cage. Meryl Streep, Eddie Murphy, and John Favreau. It is decently difficult. It will likely require me to give you one, maybe two hints. All right, just go ahead and give us one. They were all rumored to be or potentially cast to be superheroes and that were not given the role. That is an interesting guess, but it doesn't apply to mm. most because of Because Bradley Cooper names. became Rocket Raccoon. Yeah, and nobody else except for Nicolas Cage was almost cast as a superhero. Yeah. Hey, but a fair I'm guess. Giving you props because I don't, I got nothing. Yeah, they all were in movies that took place on boats. So here's what's gonna happen. I'm going to read all of the relevant movies 
that they starred in. You're literally going to read the filmography of every one of them? No, no, no. I'm going to re- specifically oh, there's read... One. The, there's, there's one movie that links them all, okay, to, all right. to create the theme. All right. Um, and so I will read the movie that it is for each of them, okay? okay. Yep. And I will start from... Uh, well, I'll just pick which ones because I'll have to figure out the more here. So I'll start with Mr. Church. Okay. Eddie Murphy. Okay. Then I'll move to Burnt, Bradley Cooper. Then Pig, Nicolas Cage. They're all chefs. They're all movies about chefs. Way to go, Benny. Way to go, dude. What was Eddie Murphy's? Mr. Church. Mr. Church. I haven't seen that. Yeah. Plays a chef in it. Is it about churches? Keep chicken? going on the other ones, though. <laughs> Just go. So, Catherine Zeta-Jones and Aaron Eckhart were both in No Reservations. No, no, no offense. <laughs> the formation. Was, it is, yeah, the, that was it a, is the origin story yeah. of Church's Chicken. <laughs> uh, that was a legitimate question. <laughs> Meryl Streep was in Julie and Julia. Yep, I knew that. And John Favreau, <laughs> John Favreau was in Chef. Yeah, uh, one of, I love that film. It's great. It's nice. a good movie. Ben wins. So, there you go. Hey, I'm, hey, Benny, I'm proud of you. Thanks, buddy. I'm not, but that. you know. Thanks, good, Tim. Good Appreciate job, that. everybody. Hey, hey good, good game, buddy. You're, you're better at movies than me. That's a good game. Yeah, good game, Brad. And that wasn't hey, necessarily thanks. a quickie. You know, that was a good game. Hey, a good, I know you don't like making games, but you did a good job there, but I don't mind making games. No, you don't love it. He's just not normally good at it. It's just not my favorite thing to do. Yeah, I'm just well, Hey, no, I'm proud good. of you. Thank you. That was Critical Role. Just kidding. It's called Critical, 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 Critical Role. No, no, Make up a song for Role. Hey, you gotta get that Critical Role. If I was good at making up songs, I'd do my own for role play. But I, I <laughs> Ben, are we are we gonna go see Dungeons and Dragons together? Do you know how much Ben no. doesn't want to see Dungeons it and Dragons? It looks so bad. <laughs> look, look bad. I actually think it looks fine. Yeah. I want to see it because it looks I'm like it was nerd, made in t- 2008. Like, That's if, fine. It feels like I'm gonna take my boys to it and they're gonna love it, yeah. and I'm gonna love it seeing it with from them. the director of Final Fantasy the movie. Oh, stop! Easy, not even Weezy. close. Easy. And Final Fantasy isn't even the same kind of thing. Doesn't matter. You know what? Um, I'm going to vote that I don't love Ben's attitude right now. You know what we're going to do? We're going to assign Dungeons & Dragons to Ben. <laughs> when does that come out? Uh, November? Yeah, I don't know. Fine. But yeah, in I, preparation, you need to see all the former. Also, yeah, you'll have to watch the other one with Marlon, with Marlon Wayans and Jeremy Irons. <laughs> Hold on. Is there really a... Yeah, in 2000. Like four, yeah. They're actually like it's four. Not, they're, not, they're not tied it's, together. It's bad. There's but like four Dungeons & Dragons Well, films. you don't have to watch any of the director video ones, but the original nope, 2000 nope. was released in theaters. I want you to watch the director video ones. To be fair, Ben was the, is the only one out of the three of you that actually came and played D&D with us. So. That's not true. I played D&D with you uh, No, you didn't. God, I would I did. no. kill hey, myself if I had to play D&D. Podcast, yeah. Oh, it's, I really enjoyed the actual fun. game. It's great. No, Nate doesn't really like stories. I don't like games. You know what I don't like is fun. Yeah. <laughs> then you'll love it because I enjoy it quite a bit. I'm notorious for loving that. Tim Gus, thank you for being on the show, buddy. Hey, hey and, and buddy. listen to Tim's podcast. Tim, where Tim, can we find Tim, your podcast? Yeah, Tim, tell us about your podcast. Uh, I've, got I've a, enjoyed it. I've got a podcast that is called Midwest Gossip. Um, it's a selfish endeavor about about me just trying to figure out uh, what other people's lives are about. There's part of me that wishes that it was a selfish endeavor and that you just like wanted to spread vicious rumors about people in Indiana. It's Midwest yeah. Gossip. I make things up and we run with them. Uh, we have effectively ruined the lives of a dozen people so far <laughs> just by spreading like, rumors. The mayor of Valparaiso cheats on his wife. <laughs> and also or like the, the mayor of Davenport, Iowa, because this is Midwest Gossip. We That's talk right, about baby. any state in the Midwest. The owner of LaPorte's Limbless Gutter was caught jerking off in hey, a dumpster e- behind No, that was a, that was a LaPorte police easy. officer. That was actually a LaPorte. That was not this year. (laughs) 
Listen, we were all 39. They knocked it down point. to a non-moving violation. <laughs> There's plenty of movement. You know what I'm saying. Because yeah, of, of the Dutch no, rudder no, action. I don't. I don't. Unless you're taking Nugenics. Oh, boy. Have trouble? Speaking of the sponsor for this episode, Nugenics. So, Tim, thanks for being here, buddy. Yep. Uh, guys, check out Midwest Gossip. You can find that on just wherever uh, you find your podcast, pretty right? Pretty much. Uh, Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon, Google. Yeah, it's uh, Midwest Gossip. Find it anywhere. Give me a listen. And uh, if you're bored, shoot me a message, and maybe you can come on, and we can talk about your life. Only if you're from the Midwest. Only, I don't only want any of these coasters, these West coasters, these, these southerners. Jerks. Yeah. Stay home. These All right. jerks. No, no Canadians. Yeah. Are you from Ecuador? Fuck yourself. Unless you listen to this podcast, and we love you. Yeah, no, we honestly, love you so much. I love I people from New Zealand. Yeah. I love people from Australia. Uh huh. Spain, maybe. Yeah. Our, Brad our, Omen, Nate Laux. Uh, where can people find you on the online? I've got a. Uh, I'm trying to get my 15th follower on the Twitters. Okay. Uh, and All right. So is it at, fo- at, at, at Neil Lux's son, disappointment.com? Or <laughs> at, at my dad is disappointed in me. Um, but uh, you can find me there. All and, right. And right. uh, yeah. Brad? Uh, at Ethan underscore Anderton on the Twitter. Uh, also writing occasionally at slashroom.com, appearing on the Slashroom Daily podcast. Uh, feel free to check out Slashroom.com in general. Uh, if you like this podcast, five stars, iTunes, uh, Spot- Seriously, Spotify, help us share it. Yep. Stitcher, uh, Amazon Music. Maybe we'll get a listener there one day. Um, all, we we all, see the uh, analytics. We've never had one person on Stitcher. Yeah, also uh, uh, Potty Flute. And, uh, <laughs> potty Flute. Uh, 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 pod Bean Can. Yeah, Ear Jams. Uh, yep. And yep. and, uh, and, and knuckle, dr- knuckle Listener. Yeah. For Brad and Tim and Nate and Ben. Love you guys. Bye, everybody. Bye. Nah, cheating, eh?